Welcome to the Bottled Blonde Podcast, a guide for the unconventional modern woman. Your host, Christina McInnes, will give you a behind-the-scenes look into everything you need to know. Get ready to laugh, learn, and have a happy hour with your blonde digital BFF. Let's celebrate not having it all together, but having a good fucking time while we're at it. Hey, what's up? Hello. I am your host, Christina McGinnis, and this is The Bottled Blonde. Thanks for tuning in, TVB babes. So, little recap of last week's episode. This was really highly requested, and so it was all about business, how I started my agency, KCM Connect, about my new podcast, KCM Connect Corner, and so many freaking fun updates. Just a reminder, KCM Connect Corner will be live at 2 p.m. PST on YouTube and Twitch on Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, that's where you can find me. And then recaps are on YouTube. But I was going through a ton of your guys' questions from past episodes and a few ago, which was called Breaking Up and Moving On, me and Brian talked about moving in together. And I had some follow-up questions that you guys were really curious about. And so this episode is all about dating with our host. I figured I would answer some of them. So number one, dear KCM, how are you guys splitting bills? I am going through the same issue with my boyfriend right now of moving in and we keep getting hung up. So my response to this would be, it really depends on like who's making the most money. Me and My boyfriend are at very same levels and we can both afford to split the rent. I mean, they say on average, I'm pretty sure like you should be spending 30% of your, like however much you're making on rent. I don't know if that's correct, but I heard that from someone. So maybe I'm like completely like misrepeating information, but I'm pretty sure that's about it. I personally think if depending on who's making the most money should be paying more, If you guys are comfortable and financially, like maybe you're making less or he's making less, you guys can figure that out accordingly. For me and him, we're just splitting everything 50-50. We're both very comfy cozy where we're we're at in our lives, which I'm so appreciative of. We can always go up from here. But that's what I would do is look at your guys' finances. Maybe he's making three times as much as you are or you are making three times as much as him. Look at that and then figure out what's going to make the most sense for your finances so that one person isn't making three times less and paying 50% of the rent. They're just not going to feel comfortable that way. So that's personally what I would do. Number two, dear KCM, how do you combine furniture styles to match your taste? I am so biased on this. So originally when I moved into my apartment in Hollywood, I was like, okay, we're doing everything pink, lots of color. Like I just want to make it kind of mid-century modern with a pop, kind of like a Gucci twist vibe up in there. Really moving into like this apartment now, I'm scratching everything. So we're Facebook marketplacing, we're Craigslisting, all of my all of my furniture in here. We're keeping like two things and that's literally it. So going in, Brian gets to bring nothing. He gets to bring one coffee mug. And even if that is happening, it's too much. But how we're combining the furniture styles, we more came up with like a vibe. So this is like a fun date night idea. What we did is we watched masterclass together. And Kelly Ressler has like a huge in-depth masterclass about like 
textures and colors and like how to design and decorate. So we did that together and we've been doing like a lot of master classes as like date nights. Cause then we're like actively learning about something we're both curious about. So we put that on, took notes knowing, Hey, we're moving. And then because we're scrapping all of our furniture, we're now incorporating that into the apartment. So really what we did was we decided, hey, what kind of vibes do you want? AKA, what does Christy want? <laughs> and then I was like, hey, I, I personally want our like apartment to feel very like ultra modern with like a little bit of funk, but also still really relaxing. And I wanted a lot of texture. Like personally, I love a lot of textures if they work well together. So, and that was something that I felt like my apartment, we didn't really do. Like I didn't have a lot of texture. I thought I was being intentional about it and I really wasn't. And I have realized I'm someone who draws a lot of energy from their space. And I had to have multiple people tell me that because I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but sometimes I'll be in my apartment and because I work from home, if it's messy, I feel like my, I'm like chaotic. Like I'm like, oh my God, I can't get every anything done. I feel overwhelmed versus if my space is really like laid out, beautiful, clean, I feel fucking awesome. And I really, really noticed that this last like year and a half, almost two years that I draw so much energy. The space is so important to me. So moving into this next apartment, that's why it's such a big deal that I'm, I'm trying to curate it so that I feel like freaking awesome working everything like lifts me up. It's calming. I love the way it looks aesthetically. So that's really, Brian gets to bring nothing. So don't allow your boyfriend, unless he has a freaking impeccable taste to bring anything and start from scratch. If you can, if that's not doable, find pieces that like really bring you joy. Maybe that's like you love collecting glassware or you love a certain couch that you have. And that's like your really happy place. And you can put that in a corner and read a book with find things that like make sense to you and your lifestyle and how you guys function together and allow him to bring one to three items. And then you can pretty much design the rest. Canva is freaking amazing for that. I straight up will drag and drop images into there and do mock-ups of like how I want the room to look and the vibes and the aesthetic and see how all like the textures and colors pair together. And that's been really freaking helpful for me. Okay. Next question. Dear KCM thoughts on using separate bathrooms. Okay. Number one, what? We are not in the fifth grade. I like to say that no question is like a dumb question, but TBB babes. I mean, really like separate bathrooms. I have projectile vomited diarrhea, like everything in front of my boyfriend. And I really just don't, I've never been the person that's ever cared about like farting, burping, yada, yada, yada. That's just, it's bodily functions. We're natural, normal humans. Like you're going to queef. You're going to throw up. You're going to have diarrhea. You're probably going to get sick in front of this person at some point. So you know what? If you don't want to do number two in front of your partner, all power to you, use a separate bathroom. I know when we have like a house, I will have a separate bathroom not for that reason, but solely to get ready and have like a freaking oasis of skincare and makeup land. Like I want a glam room. That's the vibes that we're going for. But for like just normal going to the bathroom, I could care less. I feel like for myself, there are way more important things to care about than like, is my boyfriend seeing me pee? 
he's fine. He gets it. I'm sure he was like given the everything poops book as a child. He's good to go. Dear KCM, how do you guys organize who cooks what meals? You guys seem to go out a lot. How do you figure out who's going to pay for something when you're out? Those are both good questions. And we've made a system that I think works really well for us. I don't know if it'll work well for you guys, but going to give my thoughts here. So the first question, because this is kind of a two-parter, how do you organize who cooks what meals? So we organize it in a way that I cook breakfast, which is like, that's really doable for me and my schedule. And I've been making us like papaya bowls where essentially I straight up, it takes me three minutes and it's healthy and good for us. I can cut up a papaya, scoop out the seeds, throw in some blues, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, whatever my vibe is, and then hand him a spoon and he can like do the damn thing. I can do the damn thing. We can eat. It's good. We both like it and it's super easy. Then he'll cook lunch and dinner. So <laughs> really, Brian gets the short end of the stick here. I just physically can't like, I don't know, like I've been helping out with dinners and stuff too, but I can't do the whole like make lunch in the middle of the day when it's going to take me 40 minutes to like make the chicken, cut the salad, do the veggies. So it's really normally me, breakfast, him, lunch, and then we kind of swap dinners because depending on like how late it is, it's fun for us to cook together. So we'll go like grill downstairs or he'll like take a portion of it. I'll take a portion of it and we kind of like tackle it. And then who pays for things when we're out and about? This is a great question. Every single relationship is different, but he pays for 90% of the things when we're out. He likes to do it financially. He can 100% do that, not feel uncomfortable. Like, I think it just really depends on like your partner, how much they're comfortable making. And if you guys, like we go out to eat quite a bit. We go out with our friends, we drink, we have a lot of fun while we're out. And it is expensive. Like there's been times where like, hey, we've been spending like a lot out. Let's cook for the next few weeks at home and just like go and have a drink out, not an entire freaking $500 meal. But 90% of the time it's Brian, (laughs) which I love that for him because I like being taken care of. He loves to take care of me. Freaking win-win, baby. Next question. Dear KCM, what are your parents' thoughts on moving in together? How do I tell mine? Fantastic question. Okay, love. I don't know how old you are, but your parents do not decide your life. This is your life. You get to make your decisions. You moving in with someone most likely is not impacting them. And that's what I really like. I told my parents I was moving in with Brian. I didn't ask for their permission. And I'm not in an age where I need to ask permission. I can, it's great if you like, if they're excited and they're pumped for you. But depending on your situation, as long as you're not financially dependent on them, you should be like pretty much telling them what you're doing, not necessarily asking. So for me, like I, that's just not really, I don't know. I I would just bring it up in normal conversation. I called my mom and was like, hey, we're going to start to look for apartments. I'm really excited. Like any ideas of like, okay, when you moved in with like your first boyfriend, like what stuff that like, you would have done differently. Like maybe go to them in like a way that's like that. And, and they may be like super involved or not want to be involved at all. Like depends. Like are your parents religious? Are they like going to say you have to be married first? Like 
it kind of just depends. Like mine could care less. I always said, and they knew I was very opinionated from an extremely young age. And I always told them like, Hey, I want to live with someone way before I marry them. I knew that because I, me and Brian essentially already live together, but he'll just have more closet space. But really like, I want to know through and through, like before I marry this person, this is it. This is like what I'm signing up for. This is my jam. This is my human. I want to experience every single aspect of them. So that's my version of seeing the full package and being able to live with them full time is I think how to do that to each their own. You don't want to live with your person before all power to you. That's the way we're doing things. So that's how I presented it to my parents and they were completely fine with it. They were like so excited when we signed the apartment, sent us congratulation emojis. Like they were pumped and both called me and were super excited. So I think it's just your relationship with your parents, how you present it. Next question. Dear KCM, do you guys have rules together (laughs) regarding what here? I feel like I need to like send some follow-up questions. I guess we have like basic rules between us. Like we don't ever name call, like even as a joke, like there's no like, I know people can be like, oh my gosh, shut up. Or like, don't be a dick or things like that. That doesn't happen. Like we do not name call at all. I won't allow it. He won't allow it. There's never any type of name calling. This is like a funny one, but we always kiss each other before we fall asleep. I have a rule. I do not do the dishes. (laughs) I will not do the dishes. I have like literally trained Brian. He is pristine at doing dishes now and has like a certain way he loads and does everything. So that's his vibe. I don't enjoy doing the dishes. Brian does not enjoy making the bed. Hates making the bed. So my just job in our relationship is to make the bed and his is to do the dishes. This is a good one that we have a rule on is like, whoever has an issue with their parents, like if Brian had an issue with my dad or my mom, it would be my job to like facilitate and deal with my parents. Or if I had an issue with Brian's parents or his brother or something like that, it would be Brian's job to facilitate and like mend that relationship who's ever kind of person's family, that's who does all the dealing. And I think that's worked really well with us. And then our talks monthly, like I reiterate this to all of my friends all the time. It is so freaking healthy to bring up issues that are happening and they could be big or small. Like, Hey, I, and they're not like these big, scary talks, but they help like just with things that are going on. Like we essentially set like a timer or like a a calendar or something like that to where we'll bring up things like on a certain day, like, Hey, I really want to talk about like X, Y, Z things. We've been having those talks a lot more recently because we are moving in together. So things are coming up like, Hey, how do we want to approach this? Renters insurance, movers insurance, like all that kind of other shit, but like things that like, okay, maybe we're on different sex schedules or Hey, you did that thing the other day and that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why, but I can't stop thinking about it. Can we like talk through this together? Things like that. Or maybe like you're just having a really shitty day and you need to tell your person like, Hey, I need a pep talk or like, I'm really in a funk right now. Like, how do I get out of that? I'm like, your person can help you move through and navigate a lot of those things. I just think having a really open, honest conversation about like, 
where you're at emotionally, where you're at with friends, where you're at with family, where you're at with career, and then where you, where you're at with each other. Like, do you wish, maybe you wish you were moving in together. Maybe you wish you were getting engaged or maybe something happened to you with your mom and your, and your partner and you need to address it. Like those are always like a really, like really good to just do like once a month, even if there's nothing like these don't have to be like problems necessarily. Like they can be straight up like, Hey, I am freaking loving where we're at. And I would, I love like this path we're down, like, you know, our Sunday walks and us going and grabbing coffee and Pilates. Like I freaking love this. Like it can be a really positive thing. And to give your like partner that like affirmation, like how much you appreciate them is so freaking important. So those are (laughs) all of the questions that you guys had sent over. So I did want to answer them. Again, if you want to listen to like me and Brian get our banter on, you can totally do more episodes like that. I think it's three episodes back now. So go take a peek. And then we are going to go into this week's episode with Lindsay. And I cannot wait. Today on the pod, we have the host of We Met at Acme, a Dear Media podcast with Lindsay, who is the host. She is freaking amazing. She talks about why she started the podcast. She was dumped by an ex-boyfriend on her birthday and she recorded this candid conversation she had with a close guy friend about relationships. Little did she know at the time, this casual chat would become the hit dating podcast, We Met at Acme. After many dating experiences, Lindsay felt it was imperative to create this podcast and shed light on the subject today. So we chat a little bit about everything under the sun today. We talk about Love is Blind, our thoughts on some of the characters. We dive into some of your listener questions, as well as how she met her husband. We talk a little bit about what she would do in different circumstances now that she's learned so much today and her background in being a dating coach, which is freaking amazing. And she's a modern matchmaker. So this is going to be such a good episode, guys. And she is just bomb. So I'm so happy she was able to come on the pod and hang with you TVB babes today. Hello, TVB babes. I am so freaking excited. We are talking all things dating today with our lovely guest all the way in New York. I haven't done a Zoom interview in like a hot minute. So it is, I'm so, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited you're here to hang out with the TVB babes. I'm so excited to hang out with the babes. Hi, everybody. We're getting it. Guys, if you have not seen the episode title, we are chatting with the star, the host of We Met at Acme. So I want to chat just a little bit about you. Can you share a little bit about your journey, how you started the podcast? And if you have any certain like opinions on dating that have changed over the years? Ooh, so my name is Lindsay Metzelar, and I started this podcast. We met at Acme like over four and a half years ago now. I started it because at the time there were no dating podcasts, and I had just been brutally dumped on my 27th birthday. And I was like, we need to talk about how hard dating is. Like, I, there's no way I'm the only one struggling. <laughs> and so I started the podcast, and it was just like talking to friends about dating, and it became, you know, bigger and bigger and talking to to therapists and professionals and all that fun stuff. 
And there was a two part to this question, but I forgot. Oh, how have my views on dating changed? Yes. I think when I first started, it was more of like, you know, I just like wanted people to like me who I was dating. And like, as I've gotten to know myself and gotten older, I'm 31 now and I'm married, which is insane. I think it's more about like, if I like them. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So because you're on the, you're hanging out with the TBB babes, what is your favorite cocktail and what do you want the drinking word of the episode to be? I love this. And I love this because I bet you I'm the first person that has answered this way. I'm actually sober. So my favorite cocktail was a tequila on the rocks with lime. So if anyone is so brave as to drink that, then the drinking word is going to be dating. Love it. Okay. So what type of tequila? Is it like a Casamigos, Reposado? What's your vibe? A Casamigos Blanco would be ideal. If I've you're really, yeah. yeah. And if you're really like balling out, get some 1942. Yeah. That's like, I love a Casamigos moment. The silver is just, it hits different, especially if you're in Mexico. I feel like I can transport myself to like somewhere sunny when I'm drinking it. And it's just creme de la creme. Totally. So you just got married, like you mentioned. You met your husband in quarantine. Tell us, tell us the full process. Break it down. How did that happen? So it was actually a few months before quarantine, but like same kind of thing. We'd kind of always known each other, and then we ran into each other, and sparks flew, and he hit on me, and you know, from there we ended up dating, and then two months later was. COVID. And so we kind of had to like throw all of the, you know, games we were about to play out the window and be like super vulnerable with each other. We moved in pretty early because we didn't have a choice and it could have gone one or two ways, but it went really well. And then we got engaged a year and a half later and now we're married. That's amazing. So what are your tips for the COVID couples? Like for the people that I feel like on my end, I actually met my boyfriend too in quarantine. I moved from Portland, Oregon, and then came to LA, literally got an apartment and a boyfriend in like three days. And I've been with him ever since. And we're moving in together. I feel like quarantine definitely speeds up the relationship. Like I feel like COVID years are very different than normal years. What are your tips for like the COVID couples trying to navigate like it was walking. Now we're like sprinting or marathoning. Totally. It, it's definitely longer in COVID. You spend so much more time one-on-one with this person. Your social lives are just not as big as they once were. And so I think tips would be just to like learn each other's pet peeves and things like don't get in each other's way. And then don't worry about like how is it going to be when like they meet my friends? Because like a lot of the time is spent together. So it's more important if you have that foundation than if their friends think that this person's cool. I love that. What about proximity? Because you're spending so much time with the other person and you guys are in close quarters. What are your ways of like navigating that situation when you're first, like when you're first dating? Mm, It's so hard. I remember I used to go on walks just to like have space for one another like more for me, but also for him too, because I didn't want him to feel like I was on top of him all the time. And so definitely getting outside if you can going on a walk, if there's another bathroom you can use, 
that isn't the one in your apartment, amazing. Maybe make friends with the neighbor and have that little code that you're getting some sugar when you're really using their bathroom, whatever you got to do. And then also just like making sure that you do different things. Like every time, you know, you're hanging out because it can get really monotonous. I remember, I remember when we, you know, were first dating and we couldn't leave the apartment. Like it was the same thing every single day. And like, we didn't really have a choice. Yeah. But we could have probably like had like movie night and then like puzzle night. What's the best and worst dating advice you've ever gotten? Mm. The best advice I've ever gotten was you want your partner to win. So set them up to win. Like, for example, people would be like, oh my God, like we went to my parents' house and my partner didn't bring anything. It's like, well, you should have told them my parents really like when you bring a gift, you know? Yeah. So like you're on the same team, set them up to win. And I would say the worst dating advice is like, just send the text. Cause like, don't like, you know, so many people think that like, Oh, if I just like text them and text them and text them, like they'll eventually like me. Like, no, that's not how it works. Obviously you want to be yourself, but you don't want to be annoying. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like dude, like hold back. And also like for me, I, when I was dating, I don't want to be somebody's pen pal. If you wanted a pen pal, like find somebody in jail. Like right. I want to meet you in person. I don't want to be like sending a zillion texts and especially in COVID because I think it speeds up things. You're able to be like, Hey, if you're like available to, and you want to, and you're comfortable, let's meet for coffee. Totally. How did you and your boyfriend meet when you moved to LA? So- Um, So we met on Hinge. So I was apartment hunting and he was actually, we found out timeline. He was only a few blocks away from where I was apartment hunting. And so he was like out with his friends at brunch or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I had gone to this building and was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I signed and was like ready to rock and roll. And I had saw that he like had messaged me on Hinge. I like looked at it, but I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm flying home tomorrow. I flew back to Portland and then responded. And he's like, did not waste time. He's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, X, Y, Z things. And I was like, it really depends on the person. And then he was like, let's hop on a FaceTime. Like you seem awesome. And I just like, let's just chat. And we did. And then we've been dating ever since we ended up. I love that. We, it was actually very, very interesting. We say it was like love is blind in a sense, because we didn't get to meet in person for two and a half months and we Zoom dated. So there was no physical anything. And we were like, whoa, like this is so different. Cause normally when you're dating the first kiss, there's the handhold, you get to see their body in person that never happened. So when we're zooming, this is all we got. And so we were able to like really break down like a lot of like, like barriers that we had in like other relationships and like talk through like so much. We had like zoom dates that were like five hours long. And then I love that the day you'll die at this. So our first date, I was like sink or swim, baby. Like we've been doing this for two and a half months, like almost three months now. Uh, you want to see me, you want to like come and help me move in. And he's like, yep. So he met my parents, my movers, everything. First time we met. And my dad essentially was like, Hey buddy, so nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Here's a box. And he helped me move in. That's amazing. And like, that's a true test. And I also love that you guys had like you built like the emotional part of your relationship before the physical. And I feel like that's probably why it's so strong. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I will a hundred percent. I would be shocked if he's not my husband, like just like the, that essentially that base, that foundation and like 
working through a whole bunch of stuff going through. Like I was so excited to move to like a different state and I had a whole bunch of friends out here. So it was nice. Cause I didn't really like, I've never been someone who's like relied on another person. And so it was great because now I've been here for a year and a half, almost two years. And now we're moving in together. And I really got to have like my apartment, my independence, like me having my own space moving to a different state. And now we're like moving in together and we couldn't be more excited. It's so amazing. I love that. Thank you. So what are some, speaking of dating profiles, what are some of the most common mistakes you've seen on people's dating profiles? Oof. Selfies are bad. You so bad. Okay. Highly edited photos are no, no. Gym photos. No, I can't stand those. The gym bros or like the uh, shirtless ones in Equinox. I'm like, no, that's not happening for you me. Put your shirt on. <laughs> I think just like photos with your ex are never a good look. Voice notes. I'm not a fan. Okay. You don't. Okay. Do you want to know what's interesting? I actually feel like it's more of a turn off because of the fact when you get to like hear someone's voice, you're like, what the hell? I didn't realize they sounded like that or their voice completely does not match the human. You're like this. Exactly. It's just too soon. Like, I don't want to hear your voice before I even meet you in person. Yeah, I would agree. What do you think of like a five minute, kind of how me and my boyfriend did it, that five minute FaceTime, like something where you could do five to 10 minutes to be like, is there a chemistry here? Are we wasting time? Like, what what are your thoughts? I think that's amazing. Like, I'm a huge fan of the five-minute combo. Of FaceTimes in general, I think it's a, you save money, you save time, and hopefully you're really enjoying this person on FaceTime and then can go out with them. So it's a great vetting process, and it's a really good thing that kind of had a, a surge because of COVID. Yeah. What do you think are other things that people put on dating profiles that you're like, that's the ick. We don't want that. Stop doing that. I hate when people are like, don't message me if you like, but like it just starts with negativity. Like I hate that so much. And then like anything physical, like if a guy's like, I need someone that like goes to the gym every day. It's like, ew, like you're disgusting. And Obviously, like asking for nudes or anything sexual before meeting is not a good idea. Yeah. Not a good look. That's not the vibe. Have you seen Love is Blind this recent recent season? I have. And Ooh. I hated that Shake was like, can I lift you up? That was the weirdest thing in the world. I watched the reunion last night and I was like, what is actually going on in your no, head? Literally what? Like it was so creepy. It was so weird. And what was funny is I loved that Nick and Vanessa like came after him at the reunion because I thought his behavior was disgusting. And a person like Andy Cohen wouldn't have like gone like freaking daggers. And I love that they did because I thought his behavior was appalling. Me too. I was like, go go off Vanessa. Like she made a speech at some point and I was like, Vanessa for president. Like she really like, you know, both of them were amazing. I was enthralled by, it was like the best hour of TV I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And their first reunion did not hit for me. I was like, this is a snooze fest. I don't know why I'm watching this. The second one though, I did think was interesting because you noticed like, yeah, his name's Shake. Like throughout, he was awful at the beginning. Then you felt like he was growing. Maybe there was some growth there. He was perspective. And then at the end, 
you were just like, what the hell is actually wrong with you? Because like, he didn't have any type of remorse, like the way he talked about women and the fact that like, he was just straight up, like, in a, there was so much, he was so interrupting the fact that he said, like, he was found Vanessa attractive in front of her husband. That was just insane. Like, oh my God. Nick didn't even address that, but he was funny. He made a funny face. That was just like, bro, like, Oh, any advice? Okay. Not that he's ever going to listen to this. Any advice to him? If you had to make a little comment to shake from love is blind. What if is- I had to, if I had to make a comment, I would, I would send him straight to therapy. I mean, I would, I would send him to therapy and I have him issue an apology being like, I'm so sorry for the way that I acted on the reunion. I'm so embarrassed for the way that I acted on the show. I'm working on myself. I have a lot of growing to do. And Deep Tea should never have had to deal with somebody like me. Oh my you know, God. clearly I acted out of a place of deep insecurity. And I, I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I 100% agree. What are your thoughts on, I believe her name's Shayna, the blonde one that kind of got in between the relationship. What are your thoughts like watching the show from an outside viewer and also like your job? What are your thoughts on that situation? I think that if Shayna had, I really do think that if Shayna had been honest about how she felt about Shane in the beginning, that they would have ended up together and probably been happy, honestly. Yeah. But she didn't. And then she kind of lost her chance and then came in and was like, I like you but at that point he had already like committed to natalie so it wasn't really fair and then she at that point she should have just like backed off but she made she kind of dug herself into a hole having said that i wouldn't be surprised if we found out that they were a couple soon i would agree because of the way he reacted to the reunion i was like dude dead giveaway his head is like in his lap i have to say from reaction wise shane has to be my favorite he's just like a big kid like literally like the most childish reactions reactions and like a huge man's body insane there's so many funny tiktoks like of his reactions they're so good. But yeah, I feel like to the way that he reacted made it essentially implied that there was something that happened between them off camera. Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to this next section. So I had people write in questions, things that they were either going on. They're either single or in a relationship, want to be in a relationship. So we've got six questions and we can kind of rapid fire these, or if you want to like go in depth, whatever your vibe is. Perfect. So, This is Dear Lindsay. My in-laws do not respect my job. I'm a TikToker and influencer. How do I navigate the nasty comments they make? Well, first of all, ew, that's so fucked up that they make nasty comments. I think that your husband or wife should 100% be standing up for you. And I also think that if they're your in-laws already and you know, you're already married, I would sit them down and explain that this is a legitimate job that you make a legitimate income and that they either need to support you or never see their grandkids again. Yeah. I'd be like, There's an ultimatum here. See, I feel like uh-huh. if I got this too. I would be like, Hey, you guys have an option. You can either be respectful and supportive. I will be respectful and supportive of your jobs, or you just don't have to look at it. And I'm going to block you. Like exactly. we're going to create like a nice little boundary. Like you can't make fun of me. if You can't see the shit. Exactly. 
Yeah. I, yeah, no, thanks there. Dear Lindsay, how do I integrate my new relationship with my parents? Since I met my boyfriend in COVID, they are super religious and he is not. And I was like, Whoa, is this like a love is blind situation? Which like brings him in. Oh my God. Literally. So I, so I guess the question is how does she navigate the fact that the, the boyfriend isn't religious? Yeah. I think having a conversation with the boyfriend about if, you know, if it's okay that they, you know, if, if this is going to move forward, right. It is the kind of thing that is a deal breaker for this person to, let's say, raise their kids religious, let's say, you know, follow certain traditions. And if that person isn't going to be on board with that, then it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. No, I love that. And to, yeah, I think you just got to be on the same page. Like maybe you're also not religious just because your parents are religious doesn't mean that you like active actively do that. I would want to ask the person a few more questions. Totally. Like make sure it's really something that they want too. And they're not just like, you know, do saying it. This one makes me laugh. Dear Lindsay, I want to be respectful to my partner, but his style sucks. What are easy ways to update his wardrobe without offending him? Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I actually just did a TikTok on this. It's oh, so did? okay to like want to change your partner's style. Like that's like superficial and it's not like a real change and it's okay. I personally would take them shopping or buy something for them or be like, you would look so good in this or online shop with them. If like, you don't want to leave the house, you know, but make it like a fun activity as opposed to being like, I hate that you wear this instead be like, you would look so good in this, like make it like an additive, not like a takeaway. And I would do it as like, okay, let's look for some lingerie for me. And then let's look for a few new shirts for you. Like you can like integrate it to where it is. It's fun. You guys are like having a cocktail on the couch or like doing a little like day drinking activity or like going grabbing coffee on like a Saturday. Like I think totally. it doesn't have to be like this person is making it like, I don't know how atrocious the style is. I want pics, but like, I feel like, yeah, just integrating even like a few new pieces makes it so much easier and it's fun. 100% the best. Dear Lindsay, me and my boyfriend have very different sex drives and we like to have sex at different times of the day. Any help here? It's tough. I think you're going to have to find a healthy medium. Maybe it's in between those two times Yeah, or something, but it's all about compromise. So like he should try at your time and you should try at his time. Yeah. Switch off. And I feel like in relationships too, depending on your guys' schedules, that might like change normally. Like you may be having sex all the time at night and then, you know, you have to go to bed super early. So then you start having sex in the morning. I feel like kind of depending on where you're at in your relationship, how long you've been in your relationship can kind of morph. Don't you think so? 100% all the time. Dear Lindsay, how do you rekindle the flame after being together six years and are on sexually different pages? Sounds kind of similar, but I mean, I would say, I guess like the first one, I feel like they're kind of, they've not been together very long. And then the second one, like clearly they've been together for a hot minute. Right. I think if you've been together for a hot minute, first of all, it's normal that things are like, you know, not as exciting sexually. But I think watching porn together, watching like a sexually charged TV show together is always a good idea. I think also 
you know, trying new things that you haven't tried, new positions, new sexual options. <laughs> and I think if all else fails, like a sex therapist is, is a great idea. Interesting. Okay. So for like a sex therapist, would this be for, who would that be good for? Is that for people who are just like on different sex pages right now and need to like rekindle? Exactly. Okay. What are your like favorite, like sexually charged shows? I love sex life. I think it was like a Netflix show. I loved sex life. Oh my God. It was so hot. And like any, like any show like that, like HBO has just like every show they have has so much sex. So something like that. I love it. And would you do that as like, just like incorporating like into your nightly routine? Like, Hey, before, while we're eating dinner, let's like watch the show and then let's like get it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even maybe while you're eating dinner, but also just like after dinner or watching it, you know, you can just be like seeing something and then you turn to your partner and you're like, we should try that. You know? Yeah, I love that. And it's a very like, I feel like to a lot of shows now they're integrating like a little bit more like taboo risque things besides just like missionary, which can be great, but I think they're kind of like diving in, especially like sex life kind of dove into like, I feel like a lot of things that maybe people worry about, like, Hey, you've been with the same person and like, you're kind of at a standstill and you want that like flame. Totally. Yeah. It was, it did a really good job of that. I'm so excited. I saw they were doing like an interview today and there, I believe they're filming season two. I hope so. Ooh, yes. Yeah. But I saw that I like follow both of them. Cause I think it's the cutest thing in the world that they're actually dating in real life. I know. Like, yes. And yeah, I saw on their Instagram stories today that they were doing interviews. So I was like, Hmm, I see you. So I love that. Hope. <laughs> Dear Lindsay, I end up being pen pals with people on apps and they never want to meet up any advice. Ooh, I would say call them out and be like, I'm not looking for a pen pal. Yeah, I would too. And just be like, hey, either we're going to like, you know, we're either going to set a date or I'm moving along. Exactly. Yeah. Like shit or get off the pot, people. 100%. Nobody has, no, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Perfect. So we wrapped up in that section and some of those were fun. So what is your secret personally to being a good matchmaker? You had a quote that I pulled that I loved that said, you shouldn't only like your partner, but you should also want to be like your partner. Why Mm. is that important? It's important because you end up turning into one another in one way or another, especially like spending so much time together that if you don't like who they are and admire who they are, it's probably not a good match. And I think for matchmaking for me, there's so much that goes into it, but a lot of it, like I love astrology that definitely plays a part. I think how this person wants their life to look like versus the other person I'm setting them up with. And a lot of it is like culturally, like how they, you know, were raised and what they're into. So I think like those three and obviously attractiveness are huge. When you do astrology, could I tell you and me and my boyfriend signs and I don't do anything. So I'm a Leo. And he's a Sagittarius. Amazing match. Okay. Yay. I love it. What are really good match fire and fire. Um, So I'm a Libra and he's a cancer. And is that a good match? Like astrology wise? Like, yeah. I mean, not typically, but there's so much more like that comes into play once you like know your birth time and there's just so much like so much there. So yeah, ultimately like our charts are really good together. I love it. That's amazing. 
What else do you think like about when people are hunting for partners? Like when you're talking about how you want to be like your partner, what are like, I know that people don't want to make the checklist because when you're in person, it's very different. What's a way for you to like find someone that has the attributes without making the checklist? I think if, if it's a checklist of like needs to have like gone to an Ivy League school, then it sucks. But there are good checklists, which are just like things that you need versus things that you want. And like, if you need someone who's close to their family or you need someone who understands like, I don't know, some TV show you like, or you need someone who makes you laugh, like those things are okay. And I think that we should be looking for more things personality wise than, you know, like superfluous things like, you know, where they went to school or like they need to be over a certain height. What do you personally want to be known for? Making people fall in love and actually like keep it. And I love love. So just like if if I could do anything to help people find their person, whether it's like listening to the podcast or physically setting them up myself, like that's the most important thing that anyone can have in their lives. And so that would make me so happy. I love it. So if someone wants to come to you for like a matchmaking service, what's that look like? Like what should they come to you knowing? Well, right now I'm not doing matchmaking. I put like a hold on it, but I am doing mixers and dating profile consultations. And so, but if I were doing matchmaking at the moment, I think you have to come in with an open mind. I would never want to be a matchmaker to someone who says no more than they say yes. When I offer to set them up with someone, you have to be open-minded and you have to just be like optimistic about the situation and, and in abundance mindset. I love it. So with you being married now, how is your podcast and your job going to change? Do you feel like? I don't think it will. I think if anything, like I hope that it makes me more credible, but I, I definitely want to have continue to have people who are in all sorts of dating scenarios on the podcast. So we'll still be talking about dating. It won't necessarily be my dating life, but I'm still very open about like my marriage and everything. And I always will be. So I think that it won't really change, but hopefully more people will trust my advice. I love it. What's one thing that you've learned now that you're married that you didn't realize before you got married? Ooh, maybe like, I have no idea about anything finances. Like I just don't, I just don't understand it. So anything related to finances. So does your husband take that all over? You're like, this is what we're doing. Yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does. And just like tells me what I need to be doing. And I'm like, okay, got it, got it, got it. And then just like go spend on like a pair of shoes. I love it. You're like, "Mm, these look good. Add to the car. Uh uh (laughs) That's amazing. What would be one final note you want to leave the TVB babes with? Ooh. I always used to say this quote and I stand by it. If you're confused about how they feel about you, they're not interested. The right person will make it so clear, just like your boyfriend did when he helped your parents move you in. I'm like, really, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. And I think that they just, if you're questioning it, like questioning what's happening, like it's not a good fit. 
Like anyone that like I've ever questioned, like, oh, why aren't they texting me? Why isn't this happening? What's going on here? Like it it wasn't meant to be, baby. Like you just gotta you gotta ship it on to the next. Keep it going. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Well, pimp yourself out for the TVB babes. Where can they find you, follow you? What's coming up for you? Love it. You can find me at We Met at Acme or Lynn's Mets on Instagram and listen to We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have, depending on when this comes out, we have a show in New York City at Caroline's on Broadway, April 3rd. So definitely come to that. And yeah, that's it. Oh my God. I love it. Okay, TBB babes, please make sure to go say hello to our guest of the week. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe the TBB podcast, and we will be back at it next Thursday. Ta ta for now. 